So now we'll be reading homages. To, uh, Shredder Davy has an alphabetical list this year. First name or last? By first name, otherwise everybody would be speaking at once. <laughs> As everyone comes forward, you have the choice of floor or chair or... I offer my respectful obeisances unto my spiritual master, the deliverer of the fallen souls. His mercy turns the dumb into eloquent speakers and enables the lame to cross mountains. Om Agyanantini Randhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya I offer my respectful obeisances unto my spiritual master, who has opened my eyes, which, are blind, which were blinded by the darkness of ignorance with the torchlight of knowledge. Radha Sambukha Samsatim Sakhi Sangha Nivasinim Tvam Aham Satatam Vande Madhava Vasharya Vigraham. O spiritual master, I continually offer my obeisances unto you, who are always in the presence of Srimati Radharani and very much devoted to her. You always reside in the association of her confidence, the gopis, and you are the abode of loving devotion to Krishna. Hey Guru, Jnanada, Dinabandhu, Swananda Data, Karunaika, Sindhu, Rindavana, Shina, Kitatvatara, Prasida Radha Pranaya Prachara. O spiritual master, O giver of divine wisdom, O friend of the fallen, you are the giver, giver of your own bliss, and you are the only ocean of mercy. Although dwelling in Vrindavan, you have descended for the welfare of fallen souls like myself, and you are preaching the divine love of Radha for Krishna. 
प्लीज बी काइंड अपॉन मी अंशो भागवतो अस्मी अहम सदा दासोस्मी सर्वथा तत्पा पक्षको नित्यम तत्ता करोमि स्वम आई एम अ टाइनी पार्ट एंड पार्सल ऑफ द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड एंड आई एम ऑलवेज एंड इन एवरी वे हिज इटर्नल सर्वेंट एज आई एम ऑलवेज होपिंग फॉर हिज मासी एंड काइंडनेस आई ऑफर माई सेल्फ टू हिज मोस्ट डियर सर्वेटर माई स्पिरिचुअल मास्टर हरे कृष्ण डियर स्कूलते Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Shri Prabhupada. Life was mundane just a decade ago before I came to New Nilachal Dam. Every day the sun rose and shone and material life was all I had known. Till one day I found your lotus feet and begged for shelter into Shri Prabhupada's priceless legacy. Gurudev you've been extremely merciful to me all through these years. Your love and compassion has changed not only my life but also the life of my small family back then but now it has also paved the way for me to start a new family and engage them in the service of Shri Prabhupada's legacy of priceless devotional service You have very efficiently fostered both elements that ISKCON needs to foster by demonstrating an intense common loyalty to ISKCON and the gbc in your roles as a gbc and a temple president you have always prioritized this con sometimes by even putting your own life in a challenging position your relationship to shila prabhupad has been extremely exemplary as you continue to write for your beloved guru you have been striving so hard to foster and maintain the deep and full teaching relationship with your disciples in spite of enormous geographical distances you have always demonstrated deep loyalty and commitment to shila prabhupada and that reflects on how solid the foundation to the new nilachal dham is with all your investment in it your life your family your education your everything with a spirit of surrender and renunciation it is indeed a loyalty proven in practice to fulfill shila prabhupad's deepest desires thank you ever so much for this i beg to his divine grace shila prabhupad and shri shri radha sharat bihari to bestow their choicest blessings on you and guru ma and all those you love may your path be as smooth as possible though as you had once mentioned krishna consciousness is an upward climb and sometimes the road does get a little rough at greater heights may your ascent be as smooth as it can be please pardon me for my imperfections in rendering service to you i beg you for your blessings to realize and learn from my mistakes and cultivate a genuine spirit of humility compassion and gratitude while you while i chant your most precious gift to me the holy name hope you have a wonderful year ahead You 
That's the subtext. Please accept my humble obeisances. I don't have a written or perfect written statement for you. I just wanted to share a few moments with you. Um, I wanted to tell you I swear my life to your service to Srila Prabhupada. And anything I can do, please let me know. I started going to the temple about 29 years ago. And when I did, I was just a long-haired hippie boy. And uh, Gurudev was just so sweet to me from the first time. The first day I went to the temple, the... Uh, me and a couple guys, when <coughs> Gurudev was giving class, and I was just blown away by the deities. And all I remember that day was the deities and your effulgent smile. I just felt like I was home. And as time passed, I read the Bhagavad Gita within the first year, within the first couple weeks, and I read it several times a year. And your classes every week, week after week, Wednesdays and Sundays, were just, if, I w if it wasn't for your teaching, and your instruction through all those years and all the crud you saw me go through, um, I wouldn't be here right now. I would probably be lying six feet under. Um, after a number of years being Krishna Consciousness, <coughs> Rinda Srikrupa Mother Sadamani helped me through some of the most hard times of my life. My mom got really sick with cancer, and she was sick for a long time. And I uh, chanted to her, and I read Bhagavad Gita to her, and I was with her when she died. And I remember going to the temple that Sunday, and I didn't talk to you too much about that then. You offered me some kind words and remembering that you know, the soul is eternal and all that kind of stuff. And that was really traumatic. And about a few months later, my dad was diagnosed with cancer, and he lasted a number of years, and I helped him through that. The day my dad died, I went to the temple, and I was just a piece of, I was a mess. I, know, I was very sad. And I remember walking into the temple, and in the breezeway, I saw you. And uh, you saw I was all teary-eyed, and you saw, knew I was in trouble with my father. And he said, what happened? And I said, he died. He said, he's over. He's dead. And you gave me the sweetest embrace I will never, ever forget. And you said to me, Ed, just because we're spiritual beings and we have an eternal reality doesn't mean we don't grieve for the people we love and the people we care for. That love helps us grow into loving Krishna. And Mother Stalin did the same thing a little while that same day. She gave me a nice big hug. and just I knew. I said, these two people are so magical. I can never thank you for the scripture you've shared with me. You're helping me do service for you and for Prabhupada, and I love you. Hare Krishna. I'm glad to finally be speaking after Edward Prabhu, since he is a senior devotee and alphabetically superior to me. <laughs> Dear Gurudev, happy birthday. My obeisances to you. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to your service. Once upon a time, when you lived in the Philadelphia Brahmachari Ashram with a bunch of us crazy kids, some vandals broke into the temple in the middle of the night. We heard some crashing sounds, and some of the guys ran to see what was going on. I was not one of those guys who ran to see what was going on. But uh, Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu was, and when he got back, he told me how as he ran by your door, you were standing there, alert as anything, calmly asking what was going on. I'm paraphrasing Krishna Chaitanya, but he said something like this. It's the middle of the night. The temple's under attack. I'm barely aware of who I am or where I am. But Gurudev's Krishna consciousness was on. It takes me 16 rounds, a full morning program, and at least an hour of reading Prabhupada's books to even start to get my Krishna consciousness on 
But Gurudev's got his Krishna consciousness on all the time. Are you sure I said that? Yes. I said I was paraphrasing. And I've heard, I've heard you say something similar about Prabhupada many times, that if Srila Prabhupada hadn't been present as a living example, no one would have believed Krishna consciousness was possible. It's one thing to read about the qualities of a pure devotee, but trying to actually become one takes more time and effort than most people are willing to put in. But you make me believe Krishna consciousness is possible. No matter what happens, you have full faith in the process of devotional service, and your actions show that for you, Krishna consciousness is the only worthwhile endeavor there is. You frequently remind us of one particular feature of the pure devotee's mentality, of Srila Prabhupada saying, they do not mind what becomes of the future of their lives. As far as I can see, you live up to this description. <laughs> no choice. <laughs> no matter what life throws at you, your complete focus on serving Srila Prabhupada hasn't seemed to change at all. During a very recent 11th Canto class, during a time of great personal upheaval for you, you spoke on Krishna's instructions to Uddhava on the process of deity worship. Since I knew something about your situation, I was very upset, and I was hoping you would give some kind of State of the Union type address, but you spoke on Krishna's instructions to Uddhava on the process of deity worship. To me, this was a very clear example of absolute faith that by pure devotional service, everything is accomplished. Uh, there really is no other beneficial course of action except surrender to Krishna. We read that whenever the residents of Vrindavan saw some supernatural calamity coming at them, like a forest fire or some insanely gigantic animal, the first thing they do is call out to Krishna to save them. And Krishna is here with us now as the Srimad Bhagavatam, and I am so grateful that you have consistently taught me by your words and actions, that the Bhagavatam is where we all need to go for shelter in every situation of life. Srila Prabhupada wanted to create Brahmins as the first order of business for saving the world, because without Brahmins, nobody knows what to do. You are one of the most important leading Brahmins Srila Prabhupada created, and the world owes you respect. The fact that only a handful of us are here today is a sad comment on the state of the material world. The material energy promotes insanity and isolation. It makes spiritual relationships difficult. It makes us think we know everything when we don't even understand we're not these bodies. It is no place for a sane and wise gentleman like you. But here you are, not on the usual business of this world, but on Krishna's business. And you make yourself available to us through your lectures, writings, and telephone. And if we make ourselves available to you, I'm sorry, if we make ourselves available to Krishna by trying to pay attention while chanting, then we're associating with you, even if we're not brave enough to dial your number. We're connected via Harinam Ethernet. <laughs> and if we are brave enough to pick up the phone, so much the better for us. I pray that Krishna will rescue you from this present state of residential uncertainty and that he will bless you with the necessary space and time required for realizing your service ambitions to your heart's desire. Your servant, Dikendra Das.
Following up with what Kendra mentioned, that uh, he said you deserve respect all over the world, and then I was thinking, you know, how even within our small corner of the world, the ISKCON part of the world, it seems that you're underappreciated. But I, I was thinking also that that's when uh, when somebody is very forward-thinking or has very deep insights, kind of avant-garde, that's kind of it's a natural thing that there will be certain people who will appreciate that person very deeply. And then others, it'll be against the background of underappreciation. And I was thinking how I've taken for granted many times how I've benefited from your insight into Krishna consciousness. And I think I can think of I think of one one very small thing that you have taught opened my eyes in so many different ways. You know, because in in uh, there's this phenomenon in ISKCON that was it's so so pervasive that there's all, there's been this. You talk about it frequently, then this explanation that has to be given. That when one starts off in Krishna consciousness, one feels very great enthusiasm and transformation, and then somehow the air starts to go out of the balloon. And and everyone has heard it all over the world. It, it, you know, Krishna sprinkles you know some kind of pixie dust on you when you first walk in, and you know, and then like, I think it's coming from the the first canto of the Bhagavatam, where, where Krishna appears before, before Narad Muni. You know, he showed and Prabhupada says that he's. Uh, that's not unusual for someone in the probationary stage, and so they did just to encourage him. So I think we all thought that, well, maybe Krishna does that to a lesser degree to everybody. And uh, and then, but you explained that actually you can you can understand that from within the process of Krishna consciousness itself, that the pixie dust is actually the namabasa that happens because we enter very innocently, and then later on we start to commit offenses, and that's what lets the air out of the balloon. And the problem, the weakness with the with the 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 conventional explanation is that if Krishna gives you special mercy and then withdraws it and you have to go on your own, is that you don't have to reflect back on anything that you're doing. You're just supposed to gain enthusiasm and keep practicing Krishna consciousness, Krishna consciousness exactly the same way you're doing it, and you're not taking into account the things that you're doing that's actually hurting your Krishna consciousness. And you oftentimes mention how Prabhupada says it's a science. When something is wrong, you can look and discover what it is. So the conventional explanation just says it's all acts of Krishna. You, you make advancement and then it stops because Krishna takes it away. And uh, and when that happens, you're left waiting for you know for it to to work again and to to, to have the have the, the that situation where you have special mercy come back again. You you earn it on your own, and it doesn't happen. And then you see and then you, and then there starts to be doubt. Right? There could be doubt about you know, the process of Krishna consciousness itself when people can go away. You can think that maybe you know maybe you're the only person or that that does that even though the holy name is so powerful and, and Krishna is you know the supreme controller of it maybe you're the one who's just simply unqualified Bhakti doesn't work or there's some particular take you know that uh, there's something wrong with our iskan you know, we there maybe Krishna consciousness as a whole works but there's something wrong with with the way our tradition happens something wrong with iskan something wrong with with Prabhupada and that's and when I you know when I when I moved into the temple in Detroit. It was a, it was a, a place where a lot of people's faith was really damaged, and I saw kind of all those dif- different manifestations. And I think you know, Krishna consciousness just doesn't work. You know that, that we you know, maybe we have to you know we have to you know take up some other kind of you know take on Krishna consciousness other than ISKCON. 
you know. Or on the on the other hand, and and this is your your you know, your, your series on the, on the cure of souls is what happens also when we think it's us that we're the we're the problem. And we we create all kinds of secondary problems for our devotional life by trying to 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 conceal from ourselves and to hide from that that, that seeming a painful reality that we're simply not able to move forward. And so just that one little, you know, and that helped me a whole lot in uh, in, 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 in my path. Because, you know, when I joined, you know, the fiction movement was gaining steam, and there was another Ryan Maharaj, and so many other, and I had surrounded with people who were just thinking that you really can't, you know, maybe, you know, maybe someone like Prabhupada can be pure, but, you know, you know the rest of the people can't, and you should just compromise and give up. And, uh, by focusing on the fact that uh, that there's something we can do, we, we have to analyze what we're doing and try to practice Krishna consciousness better. That we can, you know, that's really what we have to do. It's not not to, to blame this or blame that or blame some other kind of situation. But what we've received works. We just haven't aren't working it very well. And uh, and also you you know gave some of the insights about how how that phenomenon because we don't address that as well as we should. You know, affects not only us but the whole society. You know, and you, you have the you wrote the paper about your paper. You know, the, the, the pillars of success. And, and you summed it up nicely at the end. You said that was the, the root debility of our, you know, it's also ourselves, but because society means the people. But this is our is our struggle to try to try to pass through that stage of an art and liberty. You know, and uh, I, I think you know many times I just took all that for granted. That's just how it is. That's, that's correct, and, and I didn't realize how fortunate I was to have received that, and how much more I would have struggled had I not had the opportunity to have those insights and so, so many others. So I'm really, really grateful and feel fortunate for. say what I feel and it's always a time that I feel just so so immensely grateful and I, I try to express that but I remember the first Riyasa we had and um, you know you were there and you didn't have any initiated disciples then and me and Chaitanya and Rohini used to used to um, give us Bhagavad Gita class every day after breakfast remember during the weekdays before we went out on Sankirtan so uh, it was time for Vyas Puja, so we all put everything together and we worshipped you. And I said to Krishna, I said, um, back then I had a prayer. I said, oh, Krishna, please, let some real serious good devotees come that um, can really serve Rabindas root properly. Some devotees that um, not only deserve what he's trying to give, but who are going to reciprocate, who understand. Because I think he deserves some good disciples. Please send them. 
So when I was sitting in the corners today, I thought about that. I thought, oh, Krishna, thank you so, so very much for reciprocating. I've always wanted the same thing for you that you've wanted for me. You just wanted the best in Krishna consciousness for me. And I've, I've always felt that. But I felt as though you deserved a whole lot more in Krishna consciousness as well. And despite all the things that might not be working, I think you know better than, than any of us that these are just different arranges, arrangements that Krishna takes you through. Sometimes Krishna, is, he's got such an intense sense of humor that I definitely can't understand it. <laughs> but, but you know that. But, it's, <laughs> but the fact that I hear so much affection, so much appreciation, I, and I watch very closely the devotees, every time someone's speaking, I, my heart's just swelling more and more because I feel as though Krishna's answering that prayer. So I, I pray that you continue to take care of devotees, that they continue to take care of you as well and serve you. But if you would write a little more, and I think that more devotees would be able to reciprocate. So that's all I have to say. Hare Krishna, and thank you so very much. So yes, again, this is from Hemanga Gopal Prabhu. So dear His Grace, Ravinda Suprabhu, please accept, my, please let me offer my humble and respectful obeisances unto your lotus feet. All glories to you at this auspicious advent of your divine Vyasa Puja. The day of your divine Vyasa Puja has come, and this is the time to thank you for your wonderful guidance, your divine association, brilliant lectures, conversations, and unmatched writings. Being our greatest well-wisher to find our way back to Godhead, your gentle and loving words were and are the music we always long for, soothing our hearts, wretched by our false ego and desires. By your grace, we are connected to the founder Acharya, his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada, the Guru Parampara and devotional service, protecting us from falling into the dark well of material existence and increasing our longing leading us to the highest personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna. Thank you for your unalloyed dedication to ISKCON. ISKCON would not exist at all anymore in its present stage without you, being a guardian general, defending all of its destructive elements growing within and without. Your insignificant disciple, Hemanga Gopal Das, in ISKCON Vaisban Hari Namadesh, Germany. Sri Gurudev, only the Supreme Lord could prearrange your advent, my good twist of fate, that beckons me to exchange lifetimes of fear 
on my samsara estate. For the service of Krishna, beauty and truth eternal, who gives you the quality of rain to put out the forest fire infernal, extinguishing material desire that leads to pain. Illusion blocks my visual range. Clouds cover the sun for this one. But Mahaprabhu enacted a universal change, and now my oblivion can be undone. By teaching the Bhagavat Purana most pure, Vyasadeva's masterpiece, devoid of stain, you administer words with the power to cure my worship of the mundane. You cause the crush of Kali Yuga to recede and give me the eyes to see God by your fidelity in heart, word, and deed to ISKCON's founder, Acharya, Srila Prabhupada, your indebted servant, Krishna Chaitanya Das. First time I didn't write anything, so I'll speak from my heart. <laughs> it's always uh, been very um, pleasant and gratefulness in my heart. The moments I spent in your association, I remember the first, I think it's year 2001 or 2002, when we had the home program in Delaware. In my home program, and you entered my home, you and Ekandar Prabhu. I think Krishna Prabhu is probably also there. Nothing in the home. <laughs> Generally, in Orissa, we don't keep anything inside the home. It's just all plain. So nothing inside the house. And um, but we had all of your your blessings and association. I don't know if you remember or not. Do you remember? No. Long time. But you came my home. <laughs> so even though I came to Ishkan in 1999, but somehow or other. My, asso my association and learning Krishna consciousness is from you and Mother Sadhavani. Though I got initiated from His Holiness Sadhana Maharas, but I learned from both of you actually. So you know and I know very well that we, we had to go through all these challenges and I accept that all this purification. And those challenges gave me strength to take move forward. And um, it's as far as I remember, sometimes because of our you know, ignorance, until and unless we experience personally, we don't appreciate <laughs> others. So, um, I always had th those initial years of 2003, 4, 5, then things changed and different things. But I always carried those impressions in my heart. Whatever you are presenting in Delaware or anywhere, it's not that what I learned now, what we had in this one Philadelphia. How wonderful devotees. I know it's glorification to you, but also I would like to glorify your disciples. Uh, my Ravindu, uh, sorry, um, Lavanga Manjari and Krishna Purvaj Prabhu, Ekandar Prabhu, many other devotees. Sorry if I'm um, not uh, taking others' name, but it's been always been inspiration, inspiration in my heart. Um, so at any point, whatever we are doing, I never forget what I learned and what the blessings we got. 
but I, I hope you will forgive for everything. Giving, I, I don't want to give a philosophical theory, but in my heart, always I, I prayed. You know, I asked some devotees where they are, what they are doing. Then I, a few years, you know, a few months back, I was thinking, I was looking for a house. I said, I wish Ravindra Supriman Sadhana Mataji would have been with us. You know, I, I got a big house, but who, what will I do living there? But suddenly now the news comes and it inspires my heart. I don't know what is going to happen, you know, Krishna's will, but the desire to serve all of you is there, always in my heart. In this journey of Krishna consciousness, I see that, okay, we, we are spirit souls and uh, part and parcel of Krishna. No matter what comes, there's a priority. What is that? No compromise in devotional service and devotees. That I have learned in those years, you know, with, from you. And that every time so many th- instructions you gave, so many uh, knowledge you gave, uh, it is, even though I'm not very good in reading, but I continue to have a temple and, you know, so far people are taking. But I cannot still give that quality of service the way you train your disciples. I don't know what they did, but at least I learned. <laughs> so, for everything you have done to us, my family, me and the congregation, we are very grateful, even though it is not appearing from the externally, but within the heart it is there. And I hope that will remain eternally. And we please accept us without any conditions. Thank you. Hare Krishna. This one is from both Lavangamandri and me, so I don't know how that disturbs the alphabetical <laughs> order of things that want to jump in line or anything like that. <clears throat> Dear Gurudev, today it is fitting for your disciples, friends, and admirers to glorify your saintly character and devotional accomplishments, as well as your sincere dedication and numerous scholarly contributions. And while we wholeheartedly share in their enthusiasm, We would also like to laud you for being, well, normal. Before we run the risk of offending you any further, we should probably explain what we mean. Aside from your prominent spiritual credentials, you also have many notable personal qualities which are no less praiseworthy. Patience, kindness, intelligence, tolerance, caring, understanding. We came up with a lot. There's (laughs) uh, good humor and wit. They're all traits that are frankly hard to come by these days. Whether you're casually sharing your thoughts on a recent writing project, or enthusiastically quizzing our daughter about her Greek language studies in school, though we suspect you were more excited than Leela Mundry about that particular conversation, (laughs) you put those around you at ease and make them feel welcome. Not only do these simple moments make you more accessible, These small yet significant gestures make devotional practice all the more attractive. So, as you are celebrated today for your exalted nature, we also thank you for being equally down to earth. Your aspiring servants, Krishna Purjadas and Alangamandri Devi Das.
This one is from uh, Lavanga Lata and Darpaha Krishna, who live in Mayapur. And they wrote this during the recent flooding. So, <laughs> um, Dearest Guru Maharaj, please accept our humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and your unwavering service to his mission. I'm looking for words to describe your incredible qualities and find myself unqualified to realize even a fraction of them. Virtues of the spiritual master described in scriptures make me believe you to be a merciful soul in full realization of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. You manifest Krishna's nature for us to experience divine connection through you and Sri Guru Prampara. The ability to realize your qualities is a gift that I hanker for, but do not possess. In my personal experience, what amazes me the most is your equality in giving Krishna consciousness to everyone without consideration for caste, gender, or creed. My husband and I are living proof that it does not take a PhD, Harvard degree, or knowledge of ancient languages to become your disciple, contrary to popular belief. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's rumors in my report. Um, <laughs> it would seem to be easier to convince the younger generation of the message and we see the mighty tree of bhakti vrikshas growing. It may seem to be easier to explain the secret of bhakti to the educated and the wise, but I see time and time again that it doesn't ever enter your mind to discriminate and choose your audience. You preach the same clever and funny way in all your lectures and to everyone, and that equality to the, to the dumbest and the wisest gives, us, gives me hope. No, it gives me confidence that Krishna will accept my surrender because you will be doing an introduction. Please forgive us for inability to care for your needs due to unfortunate material circumstances and be merciful despite our, short, our shortcomings. We are taking advantage of your equal vision and we try to repay you with everything we have, everything that we are. Your servants, Lavanga Lata Devi Dasi and Darpaha Krishna Das from Mayapur flooded with Sri Ganga. This is from Mahavidya Dasi. Namah Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Srimate Ravindra Svarupa Daseti Namane Gurudeva Divya Dhiya Ashastra Siddhanta Jitte Prabhupada Bhakti Marga Rakshanaya Namostute Namah Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swami Niti Namane Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharane Nirvishesha Shunivadi Dearest Guru Maharaj, please accept my sincere obeisances at your lotus feet. All glories to you and your service. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. On the auspicious day of your Vyasa Puja, I once again sit down and meditate on you and your presence in my life and want to wish you a pleasant day in the circle of your disciples, admirers, and silent followers. You went through a lot recently, and apparently Krishna does not spare you of next difficulties and transitions. We all read the messages about the upcoming moving with a felt heartbreak. Once again, just after settling down, you are forced to move on. Since over one year, I repeatedly remember a sentence from your lectures. It talks about devotees who, finally, 
after having strived hard to become pure devotees, make further advancement and become even human beings. As I feel right now, I myself am on the quest of what does it really mean to be a human being in Krishna consciousness. This quest brought me to a major transition. I am not sure in what direction it may lead, but now I want to embrace it with my full capacity and strive for keeping Krishna and you, my beloved Guru Maharaj, at the center of my life, despite the major shift I am going through. Please bless me with the strength to always remember Krishna and never forget him. Thank you for your vivid presence in my life. Your aspiring servant, Mahavidya Dasi. <laughs> Here's another notorious PhD, Pradhana Gopika Devi Dasi from Germany. She writes, Hare Krishna, dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances, all glorious to Srila Prabhupada. Today we are celebrating your 71st birthday, and unfortunately I'm not able to be with all of you. It was a great gift for me to be with you in the, in the last year and to see you in such a confidential and relaxed atmosphere. I still remember your words as you were saying you are glad to see me. After we have spoken with each other, I realize how much I am involved in my own problems, so that I have almost forgotten that it is your birthday. And it's not quite the thing to speak about oneself, oneself's problems on that day. I never wanted to bother you with my troubles, especially on your birthday. One year ago, it was not all that long ago that you moved from Philadelphia to Washington, and I remember that you told me how difficult this relocation was. Now it seems you have to move once more, and I'm worried about that and hope and pray that very soon there will be a solution for you in Mother Sadamani. I pray that Krishna will give you a place where you can delve peacefully into your service for Srila Prabhupada. I dare to say that I know what kind of hard work writing is, and for that you need calm conditions. Very often I think of those days I was traveling with you, I guess I will never understand how much I was blessed with such inconceivable good fortune to have your association and to have the opportunity to serve you in Bapu. I was blessed, but I carelessly squandered it. I wish I could get that back once again. By your example, you showed me how to be tolerant and patient, and above all, how to deal with others in a respectful way. You taught me by your own example, and I hope I am able to recall it and to follow in your footsteps one day. Some days ago, I dreamed a dream where you and Mother Sadamani were coming to Leipzig for days. It was just a dream, but a beautiful one. I would like to show you the city, the St. Thomas Church, where John Sebastian Bach acted as cantor for 27 years, the St. Nicholas Church, center of peaceful revolt against communist rule, and the National Library, the Artist's Quarter, etc. I am sure you will like it. I live in this city for more than three months. After such a troublesome time during the last years, I feel now a bit like coming home and still trying to understand what Prabhupada meant with just add Krishna to your life. I was very much afraid of Krishna's illusory energy, but I recognized it just another opportunity for seeing, seeking shelter of the spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada and Lord Chaitanya. I wrote you a letter, but immediately I felt ashamed because of disturbing you in your service by my childish problems. Although I did not receive an answer, I knew you read my letter, and I knew you are my ever-well-wisher. That gave me lots of strength and faith. I remember the very first time I met you. It was during Rathayatra Festival in Cologne in 2004, as far as I remember. 
I was still living in Jena, and that particular day on the way to France, I stopped in Cologne just for attending the Rathiatra festival. I had no idea what's going on there, and I do not know why, but somehow or other, I took a photo of you during the Rathiatra. I took only two other or three pictures. Some years ago, I discovered this photo in a box, and I was amazed. A few years later, I met you again, again in Cologne. I still remember. It was in the temple you gave a Bhagavad Gita lecture in the evening. I was listening to your words, and I was convinced I would like to entrust my life to you. Never before in my life I met a person who caused a thought like this. Nowadays, only a few years later, I see the surrender that surrender oneself or even one's life is trickier than it seems to be. I beg for your mercy that someday I'll be able to understand how to surrender completely to the spiritual master and how to follow his footsteps. Hoping to become your worthy disciple someday, Pradhana Gopika Dasi. Says Sai Vishnu Prabhu and his wife Melinda, they come to Delaware every Sunday, one and half, one hour, forty-five minutes. They spend very sincerely um, trying to practice Krishna consciousness. So, because of his job, um, he requested me to read on on his behalf. Dear Gurudev. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. When reading the Chaitanya Charitamrita, I came across a portion of a purport that struck me as particularly fitting as I thought about how to glorify you this year for Vyas Puja. Chaitanya Charitamrita, Ante 3.1.143. A spiritual master is recognized as an actual guru when it is seen that he has changed the character of his disciple. Disciples, sorry. So now he's writing. Some history, I met the devotees in 1989 while they were in Harnam on South Street in Philadelphia. I had skipped the school to hang out with the punks and although I was used to strange and weird. This Harinam, with its extraordinary strangeness and weirdness caught my attention. I was immediately attracted to the holy name and extended and attended the lecture and feast that was being held at Govindas later that night. I was blown away by the entire experience. The singing, the incense, the food was like nothing I had ever experienced before. Up until that point, I wasn't a, I wasn't a very good kid. I was constantly getting to, into fights. My grades, as usual. <laughs> Sorry. I was constantly getting into fights my grades were poor and I was always getting into trouble. It wasn't until after this momentous occasion, my first contact with the Holy Name, that things started to change for me. I started to become peaceful and was no, no longer content being, a, being the kid who is always getting into trouble. I stopped getting into fights and I started reading more and studying. I stopped getting into trouble. I was changed. I was... Uh, um, Changing, I started coming into temple regularly and when I graduated high school in 1992, I decided to move into the temple and become serious about my spiritual life. 
It was there and then that I started to receive my training under your loving guidance. I learned the ins and outs of devotional service. Not only that, I learned how to cook, clean and how to temporarily fix the showers to get warm water before the Mangalarti. <laughs> I learned responsibility. Although I didn't fully realize most of it until later in life, I never forgot what you taught me. You trained me to not only be a good devotee, but also a good human being. I constantly strive to live up to the expectations you have for me, of me. That is what that is what you hope for all of your disciples, that we make this we make this world a better place of being in it. I'm still trying, but I'm getting better at it. I have, I have the tools you gave me, there's no way I can fail. I'm sorry that I cannot attend I cannot be there here to glorify you in, in person, but please know that every time I offer my service or chant my prayers, I am glorifying you first. For I would not be who I am today without your love and love and your patient training. And for that, for creating at least one devotee who tries to do and be better, I cannot I cannot glorify you enough. Your servant says Sai Vishnadas. Hare Krishna. lately about, well, for the past two years, we've been discussing how it is that we are where we are right now. Seems as though things happen suddenly, and even though they seem like they just happened a few months ago, you know, it has been two years now, and we're still in a state of disbelief. You know, the other day, we were discussing how did how did we get here? It feels like we're kind of like in some bizarre world and how is this all happening? And you know, we've spent probably in the past month months, countless hours on Zillow, just combing through real estate listings. <laughs> Will this work? No, that won't work, you know, that place is a dump, this place is great, you know. And um, still pondering, how did this happen? How is Gurudev not with us in Philadelphia anymore? It was kind of like, I always think of that song, you don't know what you got till it's gone. And it, it to me, is it's, it's both amazing and also, since your lectures have been on SoundCloud, I've been able to listen to them, which to me is like the only time I'm able to focus because I'm not with the children and I can listen to you directly. And there are lectures I have listened to repeatedly and have gotten different things from them each time. So, you know, just a few days ago, Shred and I were talking about this as we're combing through Zillow, which is, I was already addicted to before this process. <laughs> 
So it's nice to be able to dovetail it into my devotional People service. I don't know what Zillow is. I don't know how you can't know what Zillow is, but if you're obsessed like me. It's a way to go through real estate listings. You can pick the zip code. It's awesome. Anyway, so. I'm showing you pictures of the inside of the house. So, you know, as we're narrowing it down to zip codes and neighborhoods. Um, well, those are high compulsive. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's really bad, but, you know, at least, at least now we're able to use it in some sort of service. Um, <laughs> I, I, the next day, I was listening to a lecture of yours, and I wanted to get in the mood of Yasa Puja, so I was listening to... Um, your address from last year and the offerings from the devotees from last year and um, it was like the light bulbs kept going off as I was listening to these and um, I felt the devotees were kindred spirits they all loved you and wanted to protect you and felt sad and a little um, like the rug had been swept out from them and part of me was surprised that people were talking about it publicly, especially at Vyasa Puja. And I thought, thank goodness, someone is expressing these thoughts. It was expressed that we all love you and we all miss you. And, um, you know, part of these discussions mixed in with the uh, Zillow combing is, wow, you know, Gurudev's so humble. Because I think if I was put in this predicament that you are, I would have just given up. I would have walked away. I would have tried to have out the people that I felt that wronged me. But you haven't. You just continued on. You continued on enthusiastically despite whatever comes at you. And it seems to keep coming at you, which to me is, is what Guru is. You teach by example, and um, that is a lesson that I think I need to learn mostly from you. Um, and um, you were talking, the next lecture that came out was um, a Shiva Bhagavatam class that you had given, and um, you were talking about humility in Krishna consciousness, and this word seems to be coming up a lot. And um, it was at a home program here where you said just a few words that to me have stuck with me like greatly. You said, humility is realism. And I thought, wow, it is. Humility is realism because we have nothing. We really have nothing but Krishna's grace. And when we get to that point in our lives, Krishna will give us what we can handle. And it's our choice to see these things with spiritual vision or to not, to see them with material vision. And these are the things I've been meditating on lately in relation to you. And um, I could go on and on, but I just want to thank you for leading by example. It's quiet. Your example is very quiet. You have to really pay attention to hear and um, I hope that we as disciples show you that we've got your back and that we will protect you 
and <laughs> because now it's our time to step up and um, I hope that we can do so to your satisfaction and um, to Mother Sadamani's satisfaction and to Shraddha's satisfaction. <laughs> a solution is imminent and uh, we'll be all very happy. And I also want to say one last thing. <laughs> the Asapujas, probably over a decade ago, there was a theme. It was, Gurudev, please slow down. Gurudev, please leave the GBC. Gurudev, please give up your service. Please write. Please be with us. Please slow down. And I'm like, wow, Krishna listened. <laughs> he listened. <laughs> so now is our opportunity to serve you in a great capacity. And I, I hope that we can come together as a group and prove that we can do that for you. Thank you. Krishna Prasaya Bhutale, Shimati Bhakti Vedanta Swami Niti Damani. Namaste Sarasati Devi Kaurabhani Bicharani, Namaste Sasuni Vajit Pasit Yadishitarani. Namon Vishvadaya Krishna Prasaya Bhutale. Shri Mati Sarup, Ravinda Sarup Das Niti Damani. I'm from Atlanta, so you know, we have another set of gurus down there. So, of course, as you all know, I came two days before he left, I remember today, February 8th, 2014. So, um, was it my plan? My plan was to take a couple years in Mayapur and here and chant. Kind of had, never had opportunity to really do that. I've got a house in Mayapur, never lived in it. <laughs> But uh, the, Kurt, the calls amongst the God Brothers going on. I go, hey, let them fix that mess. I'm not even from that area. Well, that's, that's not my problem. As was one of Vishnagada and these other guys, they're over there. So two days before, it's like, hey, there's nobody. And Ravinder Soup is feeling very despondent. He's concerned that if nobody's here, the temple's going to close. How Krishna works, huh? <laughs> so, and for the pleasure of Ravinder Sarup, whom I knew briefly just because I was a devotee, Chicago in the 70s, then I went to West Africa with Bhaktivedanta to the 80s, and then when everything was falling apart, Ravinder and all were fighting to make things right. Most of the householders said, I'm out of here. <laughs> so, I went back to school, got a job, and worked. Didn't visit the temple for 11 years, frankly speaking, because my jobs always kept me away from temples. So, anyway. Uh, <clears throat> I'm getting to the point. <laughs> I'm getting here, but summarizing up this way. But anyway, the, I've always, everyone's always known of Ravendra and always in awe of the fact, especially those devotees that could stay through thick and thin, 
How do they do that? Dedicated to order of Guru. Uh, to say dedicated to Krishna, that's a very big thing. Let's try to understand Guru first. Actually, if you understand Guru, then you understand Krishna. So, <clears throat> um, kept this mission going for all these years. So, ultimately, <clears throat> what we have to realize, I always thought about this statement Prabhupada made, we should cooperate. He said, your love for me will be judged by how well you cooperate. So sometimes we take that to mean, like sometimes you have children and there's a lot of toys. You say, cooperate, why? Because I don't want to have to deal with you guys fighting. You know, but actually it's, it's not that. Cooperate is really where the love is grown spiritually. In the spiritual world, it's 100% cooperation. In the material world, we have to have democracies and all these things because uh, we're trying to cooperate, but the problem is we're too much concerned about ourselves. So therefore, to understand that real cooperation, you have to become selfless. And the best selflessness is to try to please Krishna. So how do you please Krishna? Please someone that's already serving Krishna, isn't it? Find somebody who's expert at serving Krishna. You, it's very clear he can serve Krishna better than me. How is he doing that? He's serving his guru. So then you serve him. Very easy. But if we're self, selfish, then it's a very difficult thing. Very difficult. So therefore, and this cooperation of the understanding of this called movement, it doesn't mean when you cooperate, <clears throat> everything is just all peachy and nice and as Prabhu can testify to. <laughs> Read Bhagavatam. You see Grandfather Bhishma lying on a bed of arrows. How much suffering is that? Have arrows pierced in your body. And you know who he was crying for? The Pandavas. He said, how much suffering they have undergone. Not even thinking of himself. How much, how is it someone so dear to the Lord could suffer so much? So one who is pure they see that's not suffering. But if we're not pure, then we see it in a material way. So Krishna knows exactly, he is in control, there's no accidents. If we're chanting our 16 rounds, we're following regular principles. That's a good sign that maybe we're fixed. If we're having difficulty with those things, then we need to look at what else is going on in our life. So anything else that's happening on top of that, Krishna is doing something for whatever reason, and if we're very cooperative, in the end, it'll be very glorified. You'll see what that reason is. So, <clears throat> therefore, when Prabhupada gave that statement, it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, everything's peaches and creams and everybody is giving perfect instructions and everybody's receiving perfect instructions. But with the, as our love grows, you'll find that you can even cooperate when things are, seem very chaotic, just as husband and wife. Husband and wife fight all the time. I said for these two, right? <laughs> yeah, I never heard of you guys fighting. <laughs> but nobody sees that as something bad. Very, very long time and very subtle ways of fighting. Oh, <laughs> intellectual fights, huh? Not like a suit of fights. Hey, I'll beat you with this pot, you know? You? <laughs> but anyway, the more love there is, the more fighting there is. <laughs> That's my point. But it's not fighting. It's not. So, if we 
concentrate on what does that really mean. Don't see it in an external way. And don't see it in terms of, you know, what am I getting out of it? But it's Guru, please. Just as Guru, he's trying to please Srila Prabhupada. He said, you keep that the focus and mature that. Then you'll see, you'll start to see even in the midst of all this chaos. You know, how uh, things are, you know. It's, I don't know, it's very Krishna, it's, it's mostly gray, it's not black and white. <laughs> if you try to make it black and white, you're not going to make it. <laughs> you won't make it. You'll be on the outside by yourselves. and just, you know. But if you can see that, then that's how these devotees stay all these years through everything, and they're always peaceful. It's hard, you can't explain it, you just have to realize it. I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, <clears throat> so... With that in mind, I just wanted to add here that, yes, uh, we are all aware of, of Ravinder's situation, and I, it pains me greatly. I came mainly in that mood, I hate to say not so much of the pain, but, you know, nobody wants to do it. I'm reckless anyway, so I say, I can't make it any more, make it worse. So, <laughs> matter of fact, when I got here, I said, I'm going to sell the temple. As soon as I saw that building, I said, no way I'm living in this place. <laughs> We're going to sell, and I was really pushing, 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 checking with people. I said, like, come on, I mean, like a disgruntled congregation, there's no money. I said, like, I got no heat, I'm in here cold, there's no heat because we can't buy oil. I'm doing all the antiques, you know, Pajari's love. And this, I said, like, come on, let's start over, you know? So we talked to Ravinder, he goes, no, this is very dear to me, don't sell it. I said, like, okay. <laughs> he didn't even, didn't even think one moment. I said, okay, let, let's see what happens. Maybe, I don't know what Krishna's doing here, but let's see what happens. And I just stood in front of the deities while all I said, you know, I said, you know how advanced I am. I'm going to try as much as I can, but if you want to kill me while I'm on this altar, please hurry up and do it. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, come on, the summer is coming. We've got to get something going here. So anyway, <clears throat> so at this point, you all may be aware that they're building, trying to build a new temple. And that pledges of 800,000. There's probably 400,000 in the bank. So you can think. Wow, why don't we give some money to Ravinder Saroop? <laughs> I'd love to give some money to Ravinder Saroop, but as you know, if you go to, uh, to get that going, if I ask people, for instance, whenever there's a festival, anybody's done fundraising for festivals, you can't say, who wants to sponsor porta, porta potties? <laughs> Nobody's going to give. So what you do is, who wants to sponsor the Didi's garlands for $500, one garland? I'll do it! Nothing, but it's really it's porta potties. <laughs> you, you have to, you know, I mean, that's where people are at. Think we could live in a porta potty? Yeah, so. Anyway, some other. If you look at the operation account, another. Uh, anyway, they just text me. There's $750 in the account. And on Sunday, I'm going to give them 200 of that 750 <laughs> My wife's been in Atlanta, she was supposed to come with me, but can't afford it. I get about really technically $50 a month for my little needs. But you know, this is where we're at right now, but I'm not concerned. I'm just like I'm sure he's not either. Krishna has some plan there. And if we're sincerely following, I mean, whatever. If he wants us just to suffer, maybe that's what it is. How are you going to stop it? You know, if Krishna wanted this movement to spread just like this, you know what he could do? Send down 10 Prabhupada's. Right? What's the, what's the difficulty? We can just run behind Jai Prabhupada, Jai Prabhupada all day. How does that benefit us? It doesn't benefit us at all. Therefore, the Guru departs, and you have to learn how to 
do it on your own. You have to learn to stand on your own two feet. That's why you have all these difficulties. And don't look at it in a strong way. It's not that at all. It's an opportunity for us to grow. You see? And then eventually, like with Prabhupada, he said, Prabhupada, so many years he struggled. Who can be a greater devotee than Prabhupada? Why didn't he send him with a first class ticket to America? You know, with a million dollars in his pocket and just buy buildings. You know? So it glorifies him. That doesn't mean anybody can do that. Maybe I could. Give me a million dollars, I'll waste it. <laughs> anyway. But in general, so this is, makes it more glorious. And, you know, maybe the result's going to go to somebody else. We're not supposed to be attached to the results anyway. So maybe the next generation, when we're all gone, they get to do everything nice. So anyway, we try to learn this, catch that phrase of cooperation. In the spiritual world, there's no democracy. There's no politicians. There's no anything. No GBC. No, you know. They just serve Krishna because they all love Krishna. So if we can't understand that in this particular circumstances, we'll see that, um, I don't know, hopefully we, we all can stay Krishna conscious and continue spreading it. So I just wanted to read one quick thing here. I probably took too much time already. And this is, actually, you can technically say this is Pallad Maharaj's Vyas Pujal from Dinashrinidae. You know that verse? You know what I'm talking about. This is in the seventh count of chapter 9, verse 28. I won't bore you with the Sanskrit because I'm not very good at the pronunciation. He said, My dear Lord, O Supreme Person of God, because of my association with material desires one after another, I was gradually falling into a blind well full of snakes, following the general populace. But your servant Narada Muni kindly accepted me as his disciple and instructed me how to achieve this transcendental position. Therefore, my first duty is to serve him. How could I leave his service? Just imagine, he's a friend of Pallad, you get to see Krishna, and he's talking about his guru. And Prabhupada says in the purport, as will be seen in later verses, even though Pallad Maharaj was directly offered all the benedictions he might have desired, he refused to accept such offerings from the Supreme Person God it. On the contrary, he asked the Lord to engage him in the service of his servant Narada Muni. This is the symptom of a pure devotee. One should serve the spiritual master first. It is not that one should bypass the spiritual master and desire to serve the Supreme Lord. This is not the principle for a Vaishnava. One should not be anxious to offer direct service to the Lord. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu advised that one become a servant of the servant of the servant of the Lord. This is the process for approaching the Supreme Lord. The first service should be rendered to the spiritual master so that by his mercy one can approach the Supreme Person and God to, to render service. While teaching Rupa Goswami, Sri Titanya Mahaprabhu said, Guru Krishna Prasadi Pai Bhakti Lata Beach. One can achieve the seed of devotional service by the mercy of the Guru, the spiritual master. Then by the mercy of Krishna, <clears throat> then by the mercy of Krishna. This is the secret of success. First one should try to please the spiritual master then one should attempt to please the Supreme Person of God. Srila Vishnu Chakravakya also used to say, one should not attempt to please the Supreme Person of God by concoction. One must first be prepared to serve the spiritual master. And when one is qualified, he is automatically offered the platform of direct service to the Lord. Therefore, Pallad Maharaj proposed that he engage in the service of Narada Muni. He never proposed that he engage directly in the service of the Lord. This is the right conclusion. Therefore, he had 
said, Soham katam na vishraje tam yasevam. How can I give up the service of my spiritual master, who has favored me in such a way that I am now able to see you face to face? Prahlad Maharaj prayed to the Lord that he may continue to engage in the service of his spiritual master, Narada Muni. So on this day, I want to thank you personally for your service to Srila Prabhupada and the example you set. Uh, <clears throat> I always, uh, even though Prabhupada's not here, I always look for the example and, and, and guidance and to try to please the senior devotees that are very expert in serving Prabhupada. And uh, actually, therefore, I'm here. That's one of the main reasons. And uh, I'm also praying that somehow or another, of course, you're not distressed. The disciples are distressed from the site when they see Guru is in a distressing condition. <laughs> I've never seen them distressed. I have to say, I can't think. I mean, I've seen some do Then again, I haven't had that close association, but I've been with some. But uh, anyway. It's hard to see what, what's happening here. And uh, um, uh, anyway, I, I don't know what to say at this point. So, but uh, thank you for all those years and continuing. And we hope you're still here with us for many more. Hare Krishna. Appreciate you Dear Srila Gurudev, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to you on this auspicious occasion of Vyasa Puja. A few days ago, while listening to one of Srila Prabhupada's lectures on the second canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, I heard Srila Prabhupada speak on the topic of surrender. In his characteristic clarity and simplicity, Srila Prabhupada remarked, You must be satisfied in whatever condition. If I am thinking I am suffering, it is also Krishna's grace. We should take like that. And that is servant. Surrender means in any condition, you remain surrendered. Not this, I put my own condition, and if you satisfy me, then I surrender. No, that is business. That is not surrender. Not, not long after, I came across a conversation between Srila Prabhupada and a gentleman in Bombay. The man requested from Srila Prabhupada an explanation of of the word surrender. In response, Srila Prabhupada outlined two key elements. First, one must understand that Krishna is the master and that I am the servant. Second, one must firmly believe Krishna when he says, Aham tam moksha suchaha. Srila Prabhupada went on in length. Krishna is all-powerful. Krishna is my master. He is not a fake. He is not talking nonsense. We have to believe that. Yes, he'll give me protection. 
this, uh, he says, this is surrender. Srila Prabhupada then described how we can assess our own faith and level of surrender. When you have come to this stage, he said, firmly believing in the words of Krishna, that is surrender. You have to check yourself whether you firmly believe in the words of God. If you don't believe, there is no question of surrender. Then you remain where you are. So our current situation has led, has led me to question to what extent I actually believe in the words of Krishna. Will he really offer protection? And more, <coughs> excuse me, more importantly, am I willing to continue serving if the circumstances I think are required are not provided? To what extent do I put my own conditions on practicing Krishna consciousness? To what extent am I willing to surrender? The answers are humbling. But then I think of you, and I have honestly never known anyone so dedicated, so surrendered to continue serving in whatever circumstances you find yourself in. Despite any adversity or even praise, your major concern is never about your personal welfare, but rather about how you can continue and, and increase your service to Srila Prabhupada and to Krishna. I often think of the story you relate about when you were young, Having read the Bhagavad Gita, you realize that the essential teaching of the Gita was to surrender to Krishna. With this in mind, you sat at your kitchen table, tightly closed your eyes, and commanded yourself to surrender. <laughs> you report that when you opened your eyes, nothing happened. It may seem like nothing happened at that moment, but today you exemplify surrender and service. Moreover, your guidance and conviction in Krishna consciousness has fueled and guided me and countless others to follow in your footsteps to serve Srila Prabhupada and to surrender to Krishna. I cannot thank you enough for the opportunity you have given me to learn from you and to assist you in some way. Through your example and instructions, I'm beginning to realize at these very moments of seemingly unfathomable difficulties are actually precious opportunities to deepen my faith and become a better servant. There are opportunities to surrender. On this Vyasa Puja day, I pray to become a servant like you. I humbly ask for your blessings, that I may continue learning from you and serving you, so that I may soon fully have faith in the words of Krishna and unconditionally surrender to him. Aspiring to be your servant, Shradadevi Dasi. coming. We always like it when you're here. This is an offering from our family, although my wife not, might not like it after I read it, but <laughs> it's still from the family regardless. Um, yeah. So a few, a few years ago um, when we hosted your Vyasa Puja, someone said, oh, you know, you must be really close to Ravindra Srupabhu. You, know, you must have a really great relationship with him. And I said, not really. I said, we just like him. 
you know, he likes us, and we like him. You know, he was nice to us when we arrived, and and so we're nice back. You know, it was, it, there wasn't much thought into it. You know, when when Shraddha originally asked us to um, to host your Vyasa food, it's like, yeah, no problem. I mean, because we like you, and it was it was pretty it was pretty simple, and um, and people were actually still quite surprised because you know we're not your disciples, and. You know, we would we would do it for anybody, actually. So it, it's um, it's you know that's how we. You know, my my wife said it earlier to Shraddha. That's how we were trained. My my Guru Maharaj would say, you, know, you should treat my God brothers and God sisters just like how you would treat me. So that's that's what we're trying to do. So, and when we host your Vyasa Pujara, when we have you over, it reminds us um, of serving Him, and so it, it connects us more with Him. So we we would. We're, we're always happy to do it, and he would be happy, um, you know, at us, at us doing it as well. So, um, yeah, it's just funny. We, we just like you. I mean, I even like how you sign your name, you know. <laughs> I mean, I look at your name, and I even like, sometimes I even just say your name. We've been just, you know, like, I, like I look at your signature, so like, that's a really regal signature. So, um... So one thing also I wanted to express was, you know, an appreciation for your disciples. Um, I'm not a PhD, by the way, and, and so sometimes they're hard to follow, but, but I, I, I still really appreciate them. <laughs> they're, they're very level-headed, practical, and they have some common sense. I mean, it's really refreshing to, to be around, you know, devotees that, you know, and I'll take it one step further, like Krishna Prabhupada was saying, like, they're just normal, but they're also not crazy. Like, I mean, also, you know, there probably are some crazy ones. I, I, I won't really go there, but, um, and, and, and it was funny. I mean, but it, I, and I really appreciate, you know, not being crazy. And, and, and it's like, I won't hear of a Marinda Shukabu disciple, you know, saying that, uh, Krishna should play a ukulele instead of a flute. You know, it's like just normal conversations, just regular people. And so I appreciate that. And it's a reflection. It's a reflection of you. You're you're, you're steady. You've always been steady since I've known you. And just you know, again, not crazy. So I appreciate that very much. Um, but I, we've also been feeling some sadness of how. Um, underappreciated you are. It's, it's really, my wife and I talk about it a lot. I've talked about it with Shraddha. Well, we actually text because no one talks anymore, but um, it's, yeah, it's been, it's been, you know, sad for me actually because, you know, you don't fly in with 60,000 disciples like Durasa Muni, you know, you, you don't ask that your disciples, you know, fly you in grapes from the Napa Valley and, you know, make great, fresh grape juice in the morning. Or you don't lead kirtans where you're the only one that can, you know, follow the tune. I mean, these types of things. And, and if, I, if I talk to you, I don't have to go see a therapist first because I'm so nervous or anything. It's just, you know, hey, how's it going tomorrow? Oh, pretty good. Nice to see you. And it's, it's, it's relaxed. And because, so because of that, people actually don't understand how advanced you are. And then that's their misfortune, actually. The fact that there's only, you know, a handful of people in here, you know. It, I kind of look at it like, well, na 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 na. Like I, I'm, 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 I'm getting the mercy, and it's fine. So if 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 you if you didn't want to come, I mean, I can be quite childish. So if you didn't want to come, then don't come. Or if you didn't want to, 
you know, if you don't understand how great this personality is, then that, that's your own fault, you know. And uh, I remember actually for this appearance program of our my Guru Maharaj, Bhakti Tirta Maharaj, um, you know, we were preparing for Prabhupada disciples and gurus to come, and so I wrote Shraddha, I said, you know, what's the diet? I know you don't, you know, eat tomatoes. That's the only thing I know. She said, oh, everything's fine. She said, well, they'll take from the temple. I was like, what do you mean they'll take from the temple? Who, what guru takes temple prasadam? You know, like, it's, it's, it's unheard of. I was just thinking, wow, we don't have, to, you know, we don't have to fly korma in to make your meal. But, you know, and, and, but it was just normal. Like, oh, okay. Wow, like other than it, they take temple prasadam. Wow, that's like, you know, pretty amazing. So, and as someone was saying, I, I think it was Lavanga Manjuri, people aren't often, you know, appreciated until, until they're gone. So, um, you know, I, I wanted to express that, you know, right now that we appreciate you, we love you, we, my family loves you, my daughter loves you, even though she can't pronounce your name. She, call, she calls you Bin Soup Prabhu. You know, you know Bin, Bin Soup Prabhu. But like... And she screams when she sees you guys coming. She's like, they're here, they're not here yet. Why are they? She said, Shraddha said she was going to be here at 9, nine o'clock. It's, it's 9.05. Like, why are they not here? You know, so we, we, uh, we like you. We appreciate you. We love you. We're, 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 and we're honored. And it's a privilege for us to, to, to host your Vyasa Puja. It's not a big deal. It, it's just, we like having you over. It's, it's fine. And, and, and we, we really, you know, we'll do it as long as we possibly can. So, Hare Krishna. Um, so I'm not prepared either, uh, except a little bit. And uh, I, I, I could say that I agree times a thousand what everybody has said before me. Um, I've never, I've never liked uh, Vyasa Puja homages where people. Uh, in the guise of praising their guru, talk about their own accomplishments. But I'm going to violate that right now. Um, <laughs> it was a long time ago, a long time ago when I first started associating with my husband before he was my husband. And I was a Bhaktin living in the Boston Temple, and they called me Bhaktina. And. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how we got on the subject, but my husband told me, or my soon-to-be husband told me, that you liked these, you, you were into macrobiotics, and you liked these rice balls made with brown rice and seaweed and ume, umeboshi in the middle. And I said, oh, I knew exactly what that was, even though I'd never had one before, because I read the book Sugar Blues, and the recipe or the method for making them was in there. So I said, yeah, you stick a plum, a pickled plum. He says, no, no, you use the paste. And I was like, you know, I thought that's not the authentic way. But anyways, but then wanting to make a good impression, I went out and got the ingredients 
And fortunately, even though I was a Bhakti and I was working selling flowers, and so they let me keep my own money, you know, in exchange for the fact that I wouldn't leave. And uh, <laughs> no, I offered to give my money, but they said, no, just hold on to your money. And, and it was great because I'm a person who needs to have money in my pocket. Um, so anyway, so I went out and got the ingredients and swiped what I found out later were called glassine envelopes, kind of like wax, wax paper. And I made these umeboshi rice balls and wrapped them and, you know, the other bhaktins were looking and thinking I was completely in Maya. And I said, I'm making this for my future husband's guru. And then I wrapped, packed them in a box and sent them to you. And unfortunately, it was wintertime, so they weren't going to go bad. And, and then later on, my husband told me that you said when you open the box, now there's a girl who knows what to do. <laughs> and when I heard that, I, it reminds me of a story that I, I can't remember right now. I'm getting so old, my memory is like... Um, but it was either Satsvarut Maharaj, my initiating guru, or um, Zolina's Jayadweta Maharaj, who tells the story that Prabhupada said, let's just say it's Jayadweta Maharaj for the moment. Jayadweta is very humble. He said it to somebody else, and somebody told Jayadweta Maharaj, and Jayadweta Maharaj said, I am not humble, but now that he has said this, I have to become humble. So when I heard there's a girl who knows what to do, I'm like, mm, you know, part of me believed it and part of me said, no, I really have to become somebody who knows what to do. So, you know, with, with this whole situation, which I don't want to dwell on because I think we've dwelt on it enough for one day, but I've been racking my brain what to do, what to do, what to do, what to do. And, um, you know, given my current limitations, you know, um, the only thing I can think of to do is, you know, to help out financially as much as I can. And uh, I, hope that's, I hope that's what to do. Um, and and I'm, I'm confident that Krishna will tell me what else to do, you know, because I know my limitations and I try not to violate them. You know, I'm not, I'm not pure enough that I can just surrender and surrender and surrender and not become resentful at some point, and not, not with any blame on anybody else, you know, just knowing myself that I've over, overstepped my limits, but I do try, I do want to try to push myself as much as possible um, and expand my limits. And so, uh, you know, I would like to invite everybody to do that, you know, just push a little bit harder and, and, and uh, you know, ask yourself what to do, what to do, what to do, and then check and see if that's what to do, you know. Um, there's a, um, in the uh, Nectar of Devotion, I mean, sorry, Nectar of Instruction, there, this was something that I just heard recently. Um, I'm working on a, a book with custom editing for Irmala Mataji, and we're, I'm editing some lecture by Jayadweta Maharaj. This is for Manashiksha that's coming out. I'm not sure exactly what the book is going to be like, but... He gave a, a class on it, and I'm editing the, the class. And he tells a story of how Gurudas, he's repeating secondhand a story that he heard from Gurudas Prabhu, um, of how Gurudas is traveling in a car with Prabhupada from Delhi to Vrindavan. And he's getting all excited. I think it was his first trip, or maybe his first time with Prabhupada. And he's getting all excited, um, thinking, oh, Vrindavan, the playground of Krishna and Prabhupada is going there, what must he be thinking? You know, is he meditating on the pastimes of Krishna and Vrindavan? And Prabhupada had been silent for an hour and a half. And all of a sudden, Prabhupada said, cement. 
And Gurdas is like, what? He says, we need cement. And the reason he said cement is because he wanted to make this guest house so that all the Western and American you know, boys and girls would have a place, a comfortable place to stay. So for Gurudas Prabhu is very instructive, you know, that Prabhupada is deeply absorbed in Krishna's desires, but it's in this world. You know, Krishna is not just acting in Vrindavan, he's acting in this world. And and, and Prabhupada is fulfilling his desires for this world by doing practical service. So in in connection with that pastime, um, Maharaj quoted this verse um, from the Nectar of Instruction from the third text, devotional service is not a matter of sentimental speculation or imaginative ecstasy. Its substance is practical activity. So, you know, my prayer in, 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 in gratitude for everything that you've done, which in some cases is, is an impetus for imaginative ecstasy, or at least ecstasy, never mind the imaginative, but just learning about the philosophy and learning about it correctly opens you to getting that ecstasy. If you have misconceptions, you're not going to get ecstasy. You're going to get, you know, your own mind going off on a tangent, you know, and you're going to go off track. So if you want to be on track, it seems like there's, you know, two things. You need to do some practical service for the spiritual master, and you need to understand the philosophy correctly so that you're actually worshiping and understanding Krishna as he is and not as you imagine him to be. So I want to thank you for giving us that, for for laying, you know, what's the way, paving the way. You know, Prabhupada definitely paved the way, but, you know, we're, we've got bad memories and, and we want to go off on our little tangents and, oh, here's something new, here's something cool, you know, and not realizing that the coolest thing is what it is. And you're always telling it as it is, as it is, as it is. So thank you very much and please bless me to know what to do. <laughs> thank you. As you may know, my husband Ritesh is a diehard Ram fan, so he starts his letter saying, Ram Ram, Ravindra Swaroopi please accept my humble obeisances. <laughs> all glories to Srila Prabhupada, all glories to your Sri Vyasa Puja. There are very few spiritual masters in Eskon that we can relate to and learn how to lead a Krishna conscious life being a Grahastha. While it is said, that leading a life of a devotee is as easy as chanting the holy name, eating Krishna Prasad and dancing for the Lord. However, in reality, once one takes the shelter under Srila Prabhupada's umbrella and we start to purify ourselves, one realizes that being in a grahastha life and practicing Krishna consciousness can be quite challenging at times, given the complex nature and dynamics of a family in this day and age, health limitations, professional demands and many other demands at times from other devotees and congregational members. To help the fallen souls like us, the Lord, through Srila Prabhupada, 
provides special grahastha spiritual masters in his corn who have gone through these challenges and have demonstrated that it is possible to successfully practice Krishna consciousness. My wife Adi Devi Dasi and I have always looked up to you to provide us the much needed guidance to live a simple and balanced devotional life and we pray to Srila Prabhupada and Mata Sita and Lord Ram that we continue to get bestowed with your and Adi Devi's Guru Mataji's blessings for many many more years to come so that we can become just a fraction of what you and Guru Mataji have achieved and so we can qualify to serve Mataji Sita and Lord Ram with full dedication. We also kindly and humbly request you to come and visit Wellington, New Zealand so that the other Grahastha devotees here can serve you and Guru Mataji and learn from your experiences. Please accept our sincere apologies for not being able to be in touch with you by phone this year. We hope that we can have a regular catch-up with you at some point uh, via Skype or by phone moving forward. Sita Ram, your servant, um, Ritesh Anand. Accept my obeisances. All glories from Kapfat. This is actually my first Vyasa Puja that I've ever attended, and I was going to speak about the cure of souls, and I will just give a little plug for that because the cure of souls came to me in a period of my life that was profound, to say the least. And I came across your writings and your lectures were recorded, and words can't explain how they became this transcendental cushion they got me through something that i didn't understand what i was going through it was a deep spiritual change that was scary very scary and somehow that teaching and and your words and hearing your lectures back from the 90s had the most profound impact on my spiritual realization in that period of my life. And I, I can't possibly have enough gratitude to you for having put that out. And having had the, um, the depth of understanding of Christian consciousness and also the um, boldness to go outside of um, the scriptures of that, that we've been you know, always had in this this movement to explore something very different. And I really appreciate that as you as you continue your writing and continue all of the work that you're gonna be doing, I pray that all of these things that are happening in your life will only provide fodder for you and that this will just be another springboard to give you many, many opportunities to share the wisdom that you have and the depth and the perspective that I found to be tremendously unique. Um, and I wish you all the blessings because you have an amazing set of disciples here and devotees that just love you so much. 
and through your teachings I've also grown to be very dear to you. And I pray, pray for you, that through all of this, it will be a journey that will lift you closer to Krishna and lift you closer to all of the things that you can really spread for your wisdom and your knowledge in this movement. Hare Krishna. First of all, I'm very impressed all these uh, offerings today. It's really inspiring, really inspiring. I was thinking about uh, my homage, and I was thinking to, to how would I glorify, what, what should I write? And I realized that um, actually I, I have no idea how to glorify it. So, of course, I, I went to Bhagavatam, and I found um, wonderful verses. Uh, the reason that I, I realized I can't glorify you because uh, I don't know how. It's not like I can't. I don't know how because I um, I didn't realize yet to what degree I'm fortunate. So uh, Bhagavatam actually has wonderful um, verse. It's a eight seven forty four. It is said that great personalities almost always accept voluntary suffering because of the suffering of people in general. This is considered the highest method of worshipping the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is present in everyone's heart. Um, I, I just, I wanted to thank you again and again and again for all those troubles you're taking for us on our behalf just to bring us closer to Krishna and um, for your tolerance for putting up with me for so many years and uh, and for all your blessings you know, all your blessings it's actually we are made of your blessings so Right here is an answer in Bhagavatam that you actually voluntarily taking all the sufferings. And those sufferings could be sometimes people saying why, it's sometimes because of disciples who may be doing something that you actually have to suffer. We understand that. You know. Anyway, I hope that, I hope all those sufferings are going to go away, all those situations, that awkward situation will go away. And um, another verse I wanted to, to read. Um, then one, that's uh, eight, that's Shibagadam eight, I'm sorry, 10, 10, 41. Then one is face to face with the sun. There is no longer darkness for one's eyes. Similarly, similarly, then one is face to face with a sadhu, a devotee, who is fully determined and surrendered to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. One will no longer be subject to material bondage. Be 
because of your complete surrender to Krishna and and you stay you stay in his light and when we actually listen to your instructions we also stay in that light please forgive me for me not always taking full advantage of your mercy and please bless me so that someday bhakti would enter my heart my stone like heart and transform me into what you are labored so hard to make us pure devotees thank you so much Thank you.